Welcome to the Football Fun Factory Podcast. The weekly show for football mums, dads and coaches that showcases all things kids football. Starring FFF head coaches James Cutting and Johnny Martin. So Johnny, this podcast episode is going out on Monday the 9th of September, the day that our weekly training programmes begin Yep. across a number of different locations for you over at Linton. Yeah, my um, first session. Your first session, we've got more lined up this week for myself. Um, we've got training programmes at Red Lodge, um, Camborne as well that are kicking off and, and different locations later on in the week as well. Um, great opportunity to talk about training. Yep. And what football training is, and how it's different for players at different levels of different systems, and how it's different for adults and children and things like that. Yeah, so we, we spoke previously about um, well the fact that a lot of people that come onto our, our weekly weekly sessions in the evenings, some of them don't even play for a team, mm. so they're just training for the sake of the fact they love football and they love training and they love love the sessions that we obviously deliver. Yeah, uh, which is really good. Um, there are some players that train going into a team, so they might train for a match. Yeah. And obviously, as you go up the pyramid and you look at professionals in the England team and everyone else, they obviously are focusing solely on the outcome of the match. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, so you take football from the top down, so from the highest mm. level, Premier League, they'll train pretty much every day, probably have a day yeah. off in the week, um, but, but train to play. And yeah. the important thing, like you say, is the football match that they're going to play yeah. on the Tuesday night or the Saturday afternoon or whenever it might be, um, whenever Sky determines yeah. uh, when the fixture is, probably Sunday afternoon, four o'clock kickoff. Um, but it's that's what they're training for. They're training to win, and they might train and practice how to stop the other team scoring. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is something we would never ever do in a football fun factory session. Yeah, and and a lot of the higher up you go, a lot of more of the sessions are actually off the grass. So yeah, you've yeah. got like rehab and you're, you're in the gym or you've then got, right, we're going to do a session all on the whiteboard and we're going to do watching yeah. clips back. And actually, the higher up you go, sometimes the further away from playing football you well, go. The further away from playing football, but actually the further away from enjoyment it yeah. might be. So well, it's a job. Yeah, yeah, well, it becomes a job. And that's like Luke Chadwick said the yeah. other week, when football becomes a job and a chore in some ways, that's when yeah. the enjoyment you lose the enjoyment so if you then look at two ends of the spectrum playing football at the very highest level um, training to play to win yeah um, training could be sat watching video clips of your 1v1 defending yeah and in the last game to make sure because you've got a real tricky winner that you can play <laughs> against this week or the training for the goalkeeper could be uh, the two strikers that normally take the penalties for our opposition where do they shoot bottom yeah. left top right down the middle completely and utterly different so what is our training so so your first session tonight well, looking forward to it I think yeah, yeah. I, I literally can't wait Yeah, I can't wait to sort of get started and, and welcome my community especially obviously my, my venue's coming this week yeah um, I mean all of our training sessions that, that we've designed are like the old, I think it's Ron Seal, it does exactly what it says on the tin <laughs> in the sense of football fun and, and development. development. Um, so all of our sessions are based around fun games, fun uh, sessions and drills and things like that, that will then hopefully, and, and, and well, definitely will, but it's not the main focus, obviously help players and, and children in develop. Game, yeah. 
yeah. so so when it comes to the so so the breakdown of a session for those people that don't know we'll do a football fun session yeah. into a game to try and put what they've been doing within that session into a match yeah. and then a development session where it's more, even more important to then put that into a game scenario but what we're actually looking for is a topic yeah. so like for example if the development session is on passing yeah. then within the match can they put that and apply that into their yeah and a, a little tip that I'd give to like coaches locally is um, if you if you do your debrief at the end of a session they then go away for a week to, like typically they go away for yep. a week they come back for the next session and well that debrief you've just given them is all well last week is completely out of their head so what we do in our sessions which are sort of a massive advocate for is the fact that we obviously deliver our session we then go into a game to consolidate players and children's yeah. learning. I think that's like a really simple way, but a really effective way, actually. Right, this is what we've worked on. Go and show me and go and, go yeah, and put yeah. it in a game because that's obviously what a lot of people practice for. 100%, and it's brilliant for concentration levels too. Yeah. So that, that method of... So if you are a grassroots coach watching or listening and you're thinking, how could I change the structure of my sessions? Yeah. Typically, people go training small-sided or what, however many-sided yeah. match it is at the end of the session. But going training match, training match, however many times you want to go through that, yeah, sequence, yeah. that sequence and that cycle just allows them and gives them the opportunity to, to put what they're practising and put it into a game, but also to then go, well, we've only got to concentrate for 10, 15 minutes, work on something, and then we get the enjoyment of playing in a football match. Yeah, there's, a, there's another um, structure called whole part whole that obviously mm. you're familiar with where you start with a game, players then straight away they're engaged, straight away they're that's sort of similar to what we do yeah. at the pre-arrival, as, as kids arrive we chuck them in a game and, and they get to play and they're straight away engaged in the session, going into the, the actual drill or the session part and then going back into a game. I think as a, as a player myself, when I used to play, you could actually see yourself Right, at the start of the game, we just sort of played. Now we've done the session, we've actually, oh, we're getting really good at what we've just practised. Yeah. That's quite a good way of, I don't know, getting a buy-in from players, almost what you've been working on. Yeah, and making an association between the yeah, training too. session and the match. Yeah. And sometimes it just feels like if you just play a match at the end of your session for 15 minutes, yeah. it just feels like you just get to the end and you play a match. Whereas yeah. if you go training match, training match, training match, yeah. it gives people the opportunity to then understand and link between the two. Um, and it's easier then for the coach to also highlight what we've done in this training session. Yeah. Let's put it into a game and then just focus in on one thing instead of being too broad with what we're talking about in that session. Yeah. We also spoke about earlier on, it's, it's interesting, I just sort of was ticking over in my mind when we were talking. We spoke about um, like different sports as well mm. and how interesting the amount of games to training ratio that they have. Yeah, it really varies, doesn't it? Yeah, so I mean, obviously football, typically, the higher you go, like professional teams, they, they train for five, four days a week and they play the one game, so it's yeah. like five to one ratio. I was reading the other day that things like uh, sports like tennis and rugby, actually the, the game ratio is a lot higher compared to uh, like football. Yeah. So they'll train three times and play two matches in that time, especially at junior level. Yeah. There's a lot more fixtures and games than actually training. Yeah, That's and then cool. even then you look at professional sports like um, if you're a professional athlete, yeah. you then might compete in five competitions or whatever over the course of the year but you spend every single day yeah. literally every single day <laughs> training so yeah it's, it's really interesting to see how that differs across the board 
Um, you made a really interesting point right at the start of the podcast where we said that lots of the children that come along to our programs in particular train only. So we yes. have lots of children that are beginners to football that might there may be a barrier to entry for them playing football. Yeah. In that it could be access to a team. Yeah. Um, could be that the local teams are full, which is something we hear quite often. Yeah. Could be that um, parents work on a weekend and commitment levels they're not able to, to get across yeah. and play for a team. Could be the cost of the travel, things like that, or the yeah. cost of subs and, and the sort of financial side of it as well. It's really nice to be able to provide something where kids can just train because in some ways they get the best of the game. Yeah, definitely. All the... the... The one thing about a game is when kids are in playing in the game, the coach can give inf- a lot of information on the side, but actually yeah, yeah. how much the kids take in in that, that environment and that moment, and obviously if, if there's other things going on, other distractions as the game's going on, they're so in that moment, there's a lot of people that if they just play matches, they'll sort of self-develop and get technically they will get better over time. However, yeah. like you almost need that training supplement to have a, I don't know, a bit of or a focus of that day or whatever it might be um, I think that's obviously what we can provide if, rather than just playing games at the park because if you just play games at the park all the time then you're not going to keep getting better and better and better but obviously with training supplemented within that there's an opportunity to develop yeah that's it no, absolutely right what would be your um, so if there was a child listening to this podcast or watching it yeah what would be your advice to their approach to training how do you feel that children of all levels, any ability levels should should approach their whether it be their weekly session with the grassroots club yep. or their three times a week within an academy. Yeah, it's a it's a really good question. I think for me, the biggest thing is like there's a sort of saying, don't coast through something. Like yeah. make the most of everything. I think because it's easy sometimes to turn up to just coast your way through it or autopilot your way through it and and not really take anything from that experience. Mm. I think if you come to any session or a game or whatever it might be with, right, I'm going to make sure I make the most of this hour. I think that's the most um, important message I can really get across to anyone. Yeah. Because you want to come out with with something at the end of it. You don't just want to turn up, train, go home and, and... go through the motions I think if you come to it and trying to get through it and get something out of it I think that's that's yeah, really where yeah outcomes are important aren't they yeah outcomes are crucial aren't what it? about yourself um, I think that it's really really easy to have a sort of go to stock answer for this question where you go well can you train like you play and yeah, what's yeah. the difference between the two in terms of if you say in a training environment um, if you say in a training environment go and try as many tricks and skills as you can and don't worry about if you try to step over, fall on, fall yeah, on the floor, yeah. whatever, who cares, then why not do that in the game, pressure's off and whatever. But yeah. <clears throat> I think those kind of conversations relate to different age groups because it yeah. wouldn't be the right thing to say to a child in the under-12s cup final, Yeah, don't worry about it, try as many tricks and skills yeah, as you can yeah. if you're 1-0 up and going into the last 10 minutes because at some point, football has to become football um, so as much as we talk about fun and enjoyment, yeah, people get an awful lot of fun and enjoyment out the competitive side of the game. Yeah, massively. So yeah. We're, we're not against competition. Um, so I think it's just the understanding of playing and training without fear. Yeah. So that <clears throat> if you train in a particular way, 
can you then decide on the right elements of that to bring into your matches? Yeah. And can you decide the right times to play without fear and try loads of tricks and skills, but yeah. also recognise the times where actually, no, this is a match, this is different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What was your... Go on then, so this is sort of putting you on the spot a little bit here, but what oh. was your, uh, like, favourite things about training compared to your favourite things about matches? Do they link up? If or I... They... As, a, as a player? First of all, as a player, yeah. Yeah, so... If I think back to playing football, yeah. straight away, you know, always have those things that jump out in your mind. I, I think back to pro- not particularly young age, at like 13, 14, probably because those are like a really good group of mates that I played with. Yeah. Um, I think straight away, I, th- I don't think to the matches that we played, I think of yeah. the training sessions we had. Okay. And it was training down the local rec. Yeah. Um, I remember a coach of ours, we, uh, a guy called Norman, yeah. and he was um, uh, an Irish guy, pretty yeah. quirky, yeah. Uh, older guy, yeah. we all had ultimate respect for him, and to be honest, we sort of knew at the time we were doing things that were probably like, you know, you wouldn't find them in many like FA module manuals or courses yeah. nowadays, um, but we loved it and we enjoyed it, and, yeah. and it was almost like, I think I think back to the social aspects of it, yeah. playing football with your mates. Yeah. Um, and then I think back to the, the matches that we played and actually think well that's where it probably got a bit serious and that's probably yeah. there were times where we didn't enjoy it so much so yeah. I sort of, I sort of I'm leaning towards yeah training was fun and enjoyable and matches you've, made, you've asked a good question because you've made me stop and think <laughs> matches were sometimes oh yeah that happened and there was that guy from school that we go to and there was that conflict between that player and that player. Yeah. Now, obviously, those things are more likely to happen in your teens, but um, but that's what that's what jumps out in my mind. It's interesting, because when you're saying, I'm just thinking, right, well, come on then, that's just racking my brain and going, well, one of the best things, actually, was like being in the changing room and being yeah. around like your mates and, that's how, and that is that social aspect and going to training, like having a joke and a laugh while you're there and, and playing football. And then... Yeah. The most like down thing about everything, and when I didn't enjoy it, is after the game you lose or you make a mistake in a game and it costs you. And the team sort of look at you and, and like actually it's the elation of train. Like when you're at training, and you're with your mates, you're having fun, you're enjoying what you're doing. There's no real pressure. You know, no, a, a nicer environment. And then suddenly you go to a game and then actually, oh, what is that cup final? There is pressure. You do yeah, make yeah. a mistake. You you lose after. And it, like it used to ruin my whole weekend. <clears throat> Yeah, you should lose on a Saturday, and oh, you should be down, and like you go home, and like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, we lost. Oh. <laughs> Actually, it does make you think. It does, it does, and it's it's really interesting the consistent themes that are coming out of these podcasts now. So we're seven episodes in, and we've um, we've had uh, we've we've spoken with Kyle, we've spoken yeah. with obviously us two quite a lot, um, with Luke Chadwick as well, and we've all. And we need to make a clip of this because we've all <laughs> naturally had a go-to point where we all said almost exactly the same thing. Yeah. And I promise the world <laughs> is not scripted in any way whatsoever. That we've all said, oh, I remember my first football coach. Yeah. Oh, I, and their face like the person's face lights up and says, they were brilliant. I love them because they did X, Y, and Z. And yeah. actually, they might not have been the best coach in the world, but actually, they made me feel amazing. And Luke did that, Kyle did that, you've done that, I've done that completely unprovoked yeah um, go on then just quickly if you're listening to, on YouTube watching on YouTube yeah, yeah. write in the comments below and say go on who was your best coach and why yeah. what was your best experience love that love that and yeah and share some experiences with yeah. you, with us because 
we'd love we'd love nothing more than what we're talking about to provoke thought, but also to provoke conversation and, and, and bring out those themes. But James, I guarantee every single person listening that has got someone in mind. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mind. But sorry, what I was going to say was, when you think back to your experiences, when you yeah. think back to training and matches and the difference between the two, I think back to training because I thought first of the coach. Yeah. And I don't think of the coach in the match scenario because they pretty much stand on the side. Yeah. They may give information, but I actually can't hear. it's not memorable <laughs> and I don't really want to listen to what they've got to say because I'm yeah. focusing on the game. I thought back to the coach and I thought back to my friends. So it all comes down to people and interactions and the, the way that you feel yeah. about things. Yeah. Um, and then you think about the way that you feel about a match. We both thought straight away to negative emotions. Yeah. So it just goes to show that actually through talking about this, like training is really, really important. Oh, massively. Not because you've got to train to then win a football match. Yeah. But training is really, really important because those are in some ways the best experiences that we yeah. get. Um, the ones that we learn from the most yeah. and the ones that we probably remember and enjoy the most. Yeah. Maybe a generalisation. And again, if someone's thinking, no, I don't agree with that, yeah. please, yeah, please reach yeah. out. Please drop it in the comments box yeah. and say, don't agree with that. I had loads of matches which I really, really enjoyed and they actually gave me brilliant learning experiences. We want people to get, get in touch and talk to us about these things because people love talking about their football oh, yeah. experiences. Like we, It's been a go-to for us that we just go straight in on, oh, I remember when I was a kid and this yeah. happened and that happened. But I bet you guarantee that all the people get in touch that love the matches, it's from winning. And Whereas really in tra- in tra- you think yeah. in training, it like doesn't matter if you win or lose. No, no. It's not much fun to lose, is it? No, exactly. It's not much fun to lose. Well, Johnny, brilliant conversation around, top, uh, around training and matches and how the two relate and what it's yeah. like at different ages and things. So the biggest thing that and the biggest message that you know we try to get across here is Get in touch. Please do talk to us. Um, if you feel that there's something that we could talk about, we yeah. want to hear from people. We're, we, we have more conversations each week about our podcast probably than anything <laughs> to anyone. Yeah. And if we see someone that we've not seen for a while, um, it's almost starting to feel like they feel like they've seen us. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because then people are saying, it's oh, last podcast, Monday. And, uh, <laughs> you talked about this and I'd like to have a chat about that. And yeah. that, that keeps happening as we go with the so we really enjoy that. It's our way to share our message and we'll do it every single Monday. Um, but yeah, it's been a fantastic one this week. Thanks, awesome.